HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Wisconsin Cheese. We've been making cheese in Wisconsin since before we were even a state, which may be one reason why we win so many awards for it. It's what happens when a whole state dreams in cheese. Find your next favorite cheese at wisconsincheese.com. You're listening to Item 13, an African food podcast, and I'm your host, Yom Akuaku. Every week, we'll delve into the delicious world of African food, including chefs, curators, and bloggers. Here's the show. My guest this week is Malika, um, who is originally from Benin, but is based in the Chicago area, who runs her food blog, The Black Black Gourmet. Welcome to the show, Malika. Thank you. So excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to dig into a lot of food, food, West African food topics here. Um, so why don't we kick off by you telling us a little bit about yourself? Um, who is Malika? where you're from and all that good stuff. Yeah, so like you said, my name is Malika. Um, I am from Benin. I guess most people would say Benin, but (laughs) I say Benin because that's kind of here how people can, you know, see what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And um, I grew up in Benin. I was born, I grew up there spent about 20 years there before moving to the U.S. And when I came to the U.S. back in 2018, it was mostly to just come to school and then go back to Benin, right? But it ended up being that I got a job here, liked it, and stayed. Mm-hmm. So like most, I, like most of us, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> so I currently live in Chicago where I work as a computer I should say a digital forensic investigator, which I'm not going to get too much into it, but it's basically (laughs) computer, phone, and every electronic device that you can think of, basically conducting investigation with those those devices and helping lawyers um, build their cases. Oh, wow. That sounds really cool, actually. It is. I love it. It is. It is awesome. It's never boring. Um, it's, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I love it. Um, and so 
so yeah, I have that that I do for work. And then back in 2013, I started a, an Instagram page, which was called Food and Travel Post, mm-hmm. right? So that was in 2013. And the reason why I started it was mainly because at the time, I used to cook a lot and people always loved my food, you know, back, back in college, people always loved my food. And so I figured, you know what, I think I, I, I really love taking pictures of food too. Like even before this whole journey of blogging started, I was that person who would always take a pause, take a picture before I start digging in. So I would always, always take food. I mean, pictures of the food that I eat. And so I'm like, you know what, I think I need somewhere to park these pictures. So that's kind of how it started back in 2013. And at the time, I used to do that with a friend of mine, Farah. Shout out to Farah. Um, <laughs> ever listens to this. She also, she is one of the best cook ever. Uh, she actually went to culinary school. So she has a lot of oh. skills and techniques and really, really awesome cook. And so it made sense for us both to be posting on that page, which is what we did for a while. And then things happened. I, I ended up moving to Chicago right after school. She stayed behind to continue her school. And so we sort of parted ways. And um, and then I got pregnant. And so it was not easy for me to sustain posting on Instagram anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I took a break. And then came back as the Black Gourmet in 2020. So that is very high level, I guess, me. I'm excited to dive deeper into, yeah. into it. But high mm-hmm. level, that, that's, that's me. That's you, high level. Like, that's so interesting. And it's, it's the more I talk to people, the more maybe, I, and I don't know if, it's not a bad thing. I, I feel like the, it's it's a connection in that I realized that I have so much in common with so many people in the in the food space and that, you know, the the journey of coming to America and figuring out something cool and interesting, like on your professional side, but then also realizing that um, white space, if you will, around like African food online and trying to contribute to it in your own way, right? And then yeah. also that feeling of, this is, I mean, you're four years in, I'm only six months, six months in, but also that, and I, and I mean, you can tell me if I'm putting words in your mouth, but that, and I can't believe like you took, you took a four, you know, you took a four year break in your back, which is, which is great. It gives me hope. Cause I feel like when I had my baby, I just, well, I was completely lost and, and you know, you probably know better than most. Like I one, it's just, there's nothing else I, I think that you can focus on and do well, like, sure. especially those first few months, it's just, and so I remember one being like, obviously extremely excited and happy about my baby, but then also feeling a sense of like, frustration loss like I don't know around like the things that I had planned to do around the podcast and other food related things like you know that I thought (laughs) 
I blindly or foolishly thought that I could continue to do, you know, I committed oh to people. God. I was like, oh, you know, after six weeks, like give me six weeks and I'll be back. And, you know, oh and God, yes. six months later, I'm like just now coming back into the swing of things. And, and I mean, everybody has been so gracious, even with, with Heritage Radio, I was able to take the summer off completely and not have to record a show, but I completely relate in that wanting to take not even wanting having to take a break because you just you really just can't do it all um you just you cannot like especially I mean especially being a new mom mm-hmm. right I can first see time myself mom, yeah exactly a first time mom I can see myself not taking such long of a break with the next baby which I hope is gonna be soon <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, like, especially being a first time mom. Yeah. I mean, I, I needed the break. Yeah. And, yeah. and for me, I guess it's, it's, a, it, it was also that with work, I was traveling a lot. Like I was traveling on Monday and coming back on Friday, sometimes on Saturday. So I really only had Sunday for me. Yeah. And then I, w- I was back on the road again. So even before getting pregnant, my presence on social media was not as it was not the same as mm-hmm. when I first started back in in college, right? It was not the same. And yeah. so when I got pregnant in October of 2016, <laughs> food I swear, like I couldn't smell the smell of food. <laughs> it just I hated it. It was it, I don't know how to explain it, but I did not want to hear anyone talk to mm. me about food in the first trimester please if you're gonna <laughs> talk to me about anything do not mention food like I the only food that I was able to eat was a goosey soup uh Ooh. from this Nigerian restaurant which is like right in my neighborhood here in Chicago and also pho which I live in uptown which is like the Vietnamese area of oh, Chicago got it, yeah and so I loved eating like I, I don't know would you say eating or drinking or I don't yeah, know, I don't know I slurping. <laughs> so I those I swear day in day out night in out that's all I was eating yeah that's, um, a- <laughs> that's yeah. all I wanted to eat for a good three months wow. and then the first trimester went by and I started to like recover from hating food again right <laughs> um and so it made sense because I was already not posting as much mm-hmm. when I had a baby, I kind of just disappeared, like without even telling people like, Hey, I have a baby. I'm gone. I just sort of, I just stopped posting. Um, but then I know a lot of people reached out to me and I was like, where are you? Like, <laughs> like would say something. Um, and I didn't know because at the time, like, when you someone sends you a message, you have to almost accept the message before you see oh, it. I so see. it's not like you oh, that's right. a notification. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So they were just pending in my request of like, you know, reading messages. And I didn't know until way, way later. Um, and so I guess that's also one of the reasons why I decided, you know what, it's not gonna be such a bad idea to go back and sort of pick up where I left off. So Cool. Yeah, and, then, four years. <laughs> and I, I applaud you for coming back because there's this there's, there's the I think if I had waited that long, I don't know that I would have come back. I think I pushed myself 
even now to come back to do the podcast <laughs> because I thought the longer I stay away, the less likely that, and, and maybe I'm wrong. I don't know, because it's, it's something I'm passionate about. So maybe I would always have come back to it, but I just felt like I need to somehow push. And, and like we were talking about offline, like, I feel like this is the golden age of baby where she's like happy and giggling all the time. And it's like, yes. I have a little bit more sleep in my arsenal. So Right. Um, why not? Why not uh, get back into this? And I can schedule it on my own time and, and all of that good stuff. So, Absolutely. Um, yeah. So I want to take a step back, like go back in time to like, because you were in Benin for most of your childhood, right? Before you moved here for college. So let's go years. back to, yes. yeah, <laughs> 20 years. So let's go back then and give us a sense of like, what your what it was like to grow up there and what your connections to you know at least what from what you remember because I think the other thing too is in a question like this because I found this on myself it can be hard because it's not something I thought about when I was home right so when people ask me about that I'm like you know I never it's not something I really sat down to think about from an intellectual <laughs> point of, you know what I mean it was just your life right, right? right and right. then so someone says oh like you know tell me about food and I remember when I came to college in the Midwest especially and people would ask me and you know eventually over time you formulate your own responses but it was such a weird question maybe not weird is the weird is the wrong Thing. It was yeah, just no, like I it's something I, I had it. never thought about, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I know I get exactly what you're talking about, and I feel the same way to be honest with you. I, I feel the same way. So yeah, I'm happy to uh to tell you some of what I remember yeah. from being mm-hmm. um back in Benin. So what I know is that I was not very involved in anything food. I, oh, I love okay. the food. I mean, <laughs> I love eating, but I was not very involved mm. in the whole like cooking part. And and really like, it's, it's almost like when I was asked to do anything in the kitchen, I would start like frowning, like, uh, <laughs> why are you asking me to do this? Like, no. So back in Benin, we have I don't want to say maid because I don't really like the term maid, but we had like help, help yeah. at home. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and my mom was always doing the cooking. She was, I don't know why, but she always was the one doing the cooking. And then we had the help basically helping her with things like, you know, I don't know, cutting onions and, um, like blending tomatoes and you know things yeah. like that that mm-hmm. we do but then yeah. as far as like cooking and putting everything together that was always my mom and then later it started being my sister and then in between sometimes I would pop in when asked and then you know do a thing or two there so I love food but I didn't like being in the kitchen other than just like conversations that happen in the kitchen and just things that you didn't want to miss because right mom being in the kitchen almost all the time although she was a working mom being in the kitchen it's 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 where we were like it's where we would get together and talk about things you know like it, it's usually the place where we would all come together mm-hmm. while snacking on on this or that you know we would just chat it was that's what I remember liking as far as anything around food and being in the kitchen not the whole like cooking experience itself yeah so then 
So then you came here, you, you came to school. What then pushed you to start maybe first the first platform? Um, I forget what it was called. Food and, tra- food and Travel Post. Food and Travel Post. And then re- relaunching <laughs> as yeah. the Black Gourmet. Yeah, so that that's an awesome question. I don't think I've, I I think I talked about it on my blog a little mm-hmm. bit, but I don't think I've ever really talked about it out loud with someone. So I'm really excited about this question. <laughs> okay. um, so when I went to when I came here, one of the things that I I'm not gonna say hate because it's it's a strong word. One of the things that I did not like was the food. Mm. It was hard, like. It's not like I didn't know coming here that the food was not going to be the same as what I was used to being, you know, from back home, but it was still a shock. Like, oh my God, like, what am I eating? Like, <laughs> I, I miss the food yeah. from back home. Like, what do I do? And so coming here, I stayed in a dorms, so I didn't have a kitchen. I went to a really small school. It's 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 in Carbondale, which is located in like Southern Illinois, Mm. and it's not a big city. So it's not like Chicago where it was diverse in terms of food. So really you only had what you had. I mean, that that's it. Right. And then I went to the cafeteria one day and I wore like my African wrap uh, to go, to go eat. And then someone stopped me. It was this, it was this girl. She stopped me. She's like, excuse me, where are you from? And I said, I'm from Benin. And then she said, <laughs> which basically in English means, so you, so you, you know, with, you know, with the accent, she's like, yeah. so you, you're from Benin and you're speaking, you're speaking English to me, speak French. <laughs> and so I was like, oh my God, you speak French? And she's like, yes, I'm from Ivory Coast. And I'm like, oh my God, like, this is awesome. Mm. And so we, we chatted for a little bit. And then she told me that she's actually, she's been here for a while. Her parents live in Chicago and that she wanted to take me home with her literally that weekend um, after we met. And that's basically how we started. I went to her house. It was my first time in weeks, if not months, eating African food. <laughs> I got to the country and it was Ivorian food. It was food from Ivory Coast mm-hmm. that I was kind of used to because I've been to Ivory Coast. Yeah. But again, it was not really like, it was not Benin food, right? It was I- Ivorian food, which was still better than sort of what I had been eating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so that to me was sort of the beginning. I, I learned so much that weekend about Ivorian food. And then when I returned back to my dorms, I was like, I called my mom and I'm like, you know what? I'm taking an apartment. That's it. I am not going to stay in the dorms like one more day. Like I am taking an apartment. So I took an apartment and then I started cooking. And I remember I would call my mom and asking her to share with me how she would cook this, how she would cook that. And so that's kind of how like remembering the things that I used to see Mm -hmm. from back home um calling my mom and my sister asking them how to do this or how to do that that's kind of how it started and then also going to see my friend's mom uh in Chicago watching her cook and being in the kitchen with her cooking along with Farah my friend that I talked to you earlier Mm -hmm. about earlier and so all of that sort of made me like 
being in the kitchen. And then the best part is that, you know how back in college when we do little like African gatherings and you would Mm -hmm. bring food, (laughs) everyone was like amazed that you would cook something. They're like, you made that? Oh my God, so good. So I kind of low-key used to like that. Oh, I used to like like cooking and I was always waiting for people to say, oh, Malik, you made that? (laughs) So good. So it was all of that that really got me excited and passionate about being in the kitchen and cooking again. Um, So, so yeah, that's, that's how it started. (laughs) And then, so when you took the break, because I'm really interested in the, in the name Black Gourmet. Yeah, because when yeah. you took when you took that break, you came back and decided to rebrand, relaunch. Like, why? Why did you one? Why did you decide to re whatever you want to call it? <laughs> and then so, two, why the black gourmet? Why not like I don't know the African something or the Benin whatever? Yeah, you you know, you know, you touch on the point there. Um, so, okay. So before when I was posting as food and travel post Mm -hmm. was not a lot of recipes. It was not a lot of ingredients talking. Yes, there were some of it, but not a lot. The focus was just showing the food. And then I'm like, you know, like the presence of African food on social media was not very, like, it was not out there as much. And so I really wanted to do something to change that. And then I thought, you know what? In order for people to understand the food that we eat, I think it's good to really go back and understand what are these ingredients that Mm -hmm. we usually cook with. So that became something that I was like passionate about understanding, even myself, not knowing some of it, right? Really, like, I mean, I know, for instance, you know, how to eat, I don't know, a goosey, right? But then- what exactly is that? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I really started becoming passionate about that. And so when I decided that I wanted to come back, I didn't want to focus on just recipes because there aren't, listen, there are so many recipes. <laughs> <out there. laughs> we don't need another person coming yeah. and sharing another recipe. Yeah. I mean, it's good for people, especially when you start building your community, they want to mm. know how you specifically make it. But I wanted to be differentiated with that little added something if that makes sense yeah and I think Um, and I think you do even just from like even before reading the post like the aesthetic like I was telling you offline like you can tell like if someone if you told someone you lived in Chicago they would be confused (laughs) because (laughs) like your entire like your entire profile um at least on Instagram when you look through especially like the the layout it's clearly like a combination of street food and you know food that's plated or whatever but it really gives you the sense of what Beninese food is and West African food in general I feel like and you delve deeper into the explanations of where things come from why versus the recipes you're right and so even I um, find it to be an education and um, because I'm also from the Ever tribe of, of Ghana, we have and I we feel like we have a similar language um, across Benin, Togo, etc. So some of the yeah. yeah in Ghana. So some of the local names that you share like ring a bell to me. And so it's all interested how that is all it's all interesting how that is all interconnected to even with the the naming and how things are prepared and stuff. 
Um, so let's yeah, no, thank you. Thank you for saying that. That means a lot. Um, so back to the black gourmet name mm-hmm. now. Yeah, right? the black so gourmet name. When I decided to come back, it was around the time, it was around uh, the George Floyd movement. And that started. So that's um, recent, sort of. Very recent. Yeah. Yeah. So I I came back in 2020, like literally when these events were happening. Mm -hmm. I remember being in the living room of my sister because COVID also started, right? So (laughs) I went to live with my cousin, Fowl, in Michigan. And um, my cousin's like sister Fowl in Michigan. <laughs> and um, that's where basically her also pushing me because I was like, I don't, I, I, I want to go back. I don't know. Should I mm. go back? Should I not? And so she was also pushing me. You, you can, you can do it. You can do it. You can go back. So I sitting in my, in her living room, I remember building like my sort of like the brand around what I was going to become mm-hmm. and then writing down new names because I didn't want to come back as food and travel because okay. it wasn't food and travel like I really wanted it to be food and culture and so I jotted down a bunch of names like I, I remember thinking about things like um like I had my name in it because I wanted my name to be in it at the time and then when the Black Lives Matter movement sort of blew and like became this big thing I started to read my god like yes I know act, but I never really felt like it was something that I needed to voice you know what mm-hmm. I mean yeah because being from Pain, like you're not black you're you're just you like it, it's it's not I, I don't know like yeah you know I, I, I mean? yeah it's I know what you something. mean that, that is not black is not an identity that I came it's, into it's, until and I wouldn't I wouldn't even say probably until very recently, to be honest, like I'll probably say in the last few years, I don't even think like when I moved to the US, it was still like the idea that I'm quote unquote black. And that's a whole other conversation because I feel like. That is actually, that is a conversation because that's exactly what it is. It's because until that started in 2020 with Mm -hmm. George Floyd, it not really, I didn't think about the importance of and maybe I'm not using the right words here, but I didn't think about the importance of, of like highlighting this black identity, if that makes yeah. sense. Right. So yeah. to me, I, I, I always, and again, this is bad, right. But like, that's how bad it was. I, I used to think that me being African and then other like African-American that we were not the same. It's mm-hmm. almost like if a police officer were to like arrest me, like even just from my accent, they could right, tell that yeah. I was not an American and that I was basically better off. You know what? Like it's, yeah, it's I think bad. I think it there's that really- sentiment. Yeah, I I know what you mean. Yeah. I think there's that sentiment um, across the board, like especially for when you first come, right? And it's it's a combination of one, and again, which is why. Um, and it's a whole lot, like, it's something I really want to delve into, like, down the road. And especially when, when we start to talk about the Netflix show and what they did with Ben Inkwood, uh, maybe we'll mm-hmm. come back to that. But this idea of, of Black, like, I personally, yes, there's, there's, I think there's a global Black identity is, is what is, is number one. 
And then within that, I feel like, okay, we have the Brazilians, you know, Brazilians, the Caribbean, you know, the Caribbean, the continent, diaspora, there's all of these different combinations. That's beautiful. That is really beautiful and interesting Um, and makes us, I think, a cool collective, (laughs) right? Um, Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that in the American context, though, it becomes a little bit more, it has to become a little bit more nuanced just by virtue of even some of the things you've mentioned here, where, um, and I'm, well, you're maybe a Francophone, so maybe you don't have this particular experience, but I remember moving here and actually in Chicago, I was in this on the Magnificent Mile <laughs> um, on Michigan Avenue in Chicago. I remember when I first moved uh-huh. to the States, um, I was in some, some store where someone, you know, some salesperson came up to me and then they're like, oh my gosh, you have an accent. And I was like, yeah. And, and, and they asked me where I was from. And I said, oh, I'm from Ghana. She's like, oh my gosh, you speak such, you speak such good English. And you know, she asked me, you know, where, you know, what, what I was doing or whatever. And I told her where I was going to college. She was like, oh my gosh, like, this is so great. Like so many of, uh, like of the black people here don't, you know, don't take advantage of blah, blah, blah. And look at you coming from, you know, far away and 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 remember, this is like maybe my first week. (laughs) I like I'm 19 or something and I have no clue of the context or whatever whatever but then like you said it's a combination of media and how people approach us also that creates that tension sometimes tension but that distinction right between the different experiences of of who we and I think starting from that point of like the the global black identity for me is is important because I still think the nuances should be celebrated and and Mm -hmm. that we're not a monolith in terms of being black, right? There are experiences that we will all have regardless because of what I call global black. Um, but then yeah. within that, you know, all of the different nuances also I think can be celebrated without it being like me against you sort of deal, right? Um yeah, oh for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah, so it's um, it's, it's interesting. Sure. Um but yeah, so I mean I wanted because of that, I wanted to, I felt like I needed to do something to own this like blackness mm-hmm. for lack of better words. And so I literally like all the names that I was like, I, I was in love with, I ended up dropping them. And, you know, I thought about adding black, like having black in my mm-hmm. name yeah. when I come back. And so I just added gourmet because I don't know, it sounded fancy. <laughs> um, and so so yeah I mean I could have been like the Benin Benin gourmet or whatever but it just I felt like it was time Mm -hmm. you know for me to just put it out there yes you know the gourmet that's it um and and again like you said and and again with the Netflix show and whatnot we know how it's it's all it's yes it's sort of different and and separate in, in some way but it's really all the same right like it, it's really all the same how like it started in you know in in Benin and other West African countries and then came here so yeah. it really is bigger than what I was thinking in my head at the yeah. time and so mm-hmm. yeah that's black and your, your timing couldn't have been better I suppose <laughs> and you know it's it, it, it's it's amazing it's it's amazing but yeah you're right it I I mean I'm I was yeah 
Amazing. <laughs> um, okay, I think this is a good time to take a quick break. Um, and then when we come back, I want us to do a couple of things. One, to just do a quick, because um, I feel like there's been an increased interest in Beninese food because of that Netflix show. So I want us to do a quick and dirty, like, crash course, if you will, on traditional Beninese food and maybe touch on even so what some of the distinctions between your food and other West African foods or African foods would be. And then um, sort of following on in our conversation about, you know, the connection between different Black identities, um, especially in food. I want us to talk a little bit about some of the things that um, the the Netflix show brought up. Um, So around like who gets to tell our stories, um, the reimagining in some ways of traditional foods and what that means for local food cultures and blah 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 <laughs> okay and blah 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 <laughs> um <laughs> I know I just lost my train of thought this is this is a new thing I've also come to accept um which I've been told is called like mommy brain I I have it <laughs> I have it I've it, just it accepted <laughs> I've just accepted it that sometimes I lose my train of thought as I'm talking and I'm like, it's, it's it's blah, blah, blah. It's a thing. (laughs) All right. We will be right back. This episode is brought to you by Wisconsin cheese. There's a reason when you think of Wisconsin, you think cheese. Cheese is a huge part of Wisconsin's history and future. In Wisconsin, the state of cheese, the tradition of cheesemaking excellence began 180 years ago, before Wisconsin was recognized as a state. Immigrants traveled to settle in this lush, green hills of Wisconsin, bringing their cheesemaking traditions with them. These storied skills combined with the freshest milk available created a cheesemaking culture that is uniquely Wisconsin. Wisconsin's 1,200 cheesemakers, many of whom are third and fourth generation, continue to pass on old-world traditions while adopting modern innovations in cheesemaking craftsmanship. Find your next favorite cheese at wisconsincheese.com. Okay, so we're back on the break. We're now going to do a quick um two minute course on Beninese food so tell us like what are the staple foods um what do you have in terms of drinks do you have desserts um and of course I'm going to point everyone to your page after the fact because you have so much the the variety I think your page is one of those that I see the extreme variety of our foods because usually you know we talk the same old like jollof blah blah I think you do a really good job especially with snacks like Sometimes you post something like, oh, my God, yes. Like, you know, like I remember that from my childhood. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, so let's do that. Let's give everyone who's listening, especially those who may not be as familiar, maybe they're new to the podcast and haven't, um, and are new to West African cuisine. So let's let's do that. Yeah, um, I feel like talking about Benin food could be a whole, like, <laughs> part of itself. So to... To I don't know to in a, in a couple of minutes I would our food is based on like I don't know like many vegetables we have um, fish as well because we're right there on mm-hmm. the coast of um, 
on the coast. So of course, a lot of seafood. We also enjoy eating meat. So you have like lamb and, and beef and um, there's also pork um, and the other meat and then vegetables and of course, fruits. Um, when it comes to vegetables, I want to say we eat a lot of corn. We eat a lot of cassava. We eat a lot of yam. So like we have the corn and sorghum and millet type vegetables or grains. Mm -hmm. if, I, if I can, if to you know, to be more specific. And then you have the tubers, which, you know, again, yam, cassava, sweet potatoes and, and, and whatnot. Um, we eat a lot of sauces and stews and, and soups. And honestly, you're, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I don't know what the difference is. <laughs> uh, sometimes I say sauce, sometimes I say stew, yeah. sometimes I say I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. I was told by a Ghanaian friend mm -hmm. that soup is actually all watery. It's like, yeah. it, it's very light. That's what we and then wait. when you think about stew... It's more like the Nigerian types too, mm. sort of like a little thicker. Yeah. And then um, sauce is just sauce. It's kind of like in between. So yeah. So that's it's like <laughs> that's. I mean, that's the the the. I would say is the what do you call it? It's true Ghanaian definition because um, even when people talk about peanut sauce or peanut stew, for example, in Ghana, I mean, I'm somebody will ping me and say that I'm wrong, but. I don't remember ever having peanut stew or sauce in Ghana. Like we do groundnut soup, right? We do we do soup, so we do it with yeah. So it's it's only when I when I I left and you know I started trying to get Senegalese food and and others that I found like peanut sauce or even I would say even before that maybe yeah mafe right, but. I don't think in Ghana, at least in southern Ghana, I should say in my experience that we have any such and maybe that's why you know the person I interviewed um a couple of days ago was annoyed by the idea of African peanuts too because we in Ghana we don't in southern Ghana I should say which is what I'm more familiar with what we have is like mm -hmm. peanut soup right and it's it's mm -hmm. more it's more watery we do it with like fufu and all of that stuff but um yeah <laughs> so your Ghanaian friend is writing that that's how a Ghanaian would interpret the difference between sauces and like we we would say contemporary is a stew we have very distinct like stews versus soups i don't know that we would have a thing called sauce in in our would we let me let me not distract would, distract you call, would, 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 would shito not considered like um i suppose would, would like a condiment so it's, yeah shito would be a, a, a sauce yeah. i suppose yeah okay you're right <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and, and me being, because in Benin, we speak French, right? Mm -hmm. And so I started speaking English when I moved here in the U.S. And so really also learning some of the terms in order for my audience to understand what right. I mean as yeah. not being understand. Because I'm like, this is, I know how to say it in French, but what is the right word in, in English? So I'm having to rely on terms that are used in Ghana and, and Nigeria <laughs> to 
twist. And then I realized, oh my God, no, it, it yeah. is the same thing, but it really, it's not really the same thing. Wow. Um, that's so interesting to me. Yeah. And kudos to you, man. I, I, I like appreciate all the Francophone people who do work in English because we don't, we don't do the same justice to, to French that we should. French. We should. Yeah. <laughs> We learn French in school because it's required, but I don't think outside of that, not a lot of people, unless they they go into it in some yeah. professional sense, yeah. right? Like they go to the dip, you know, they work in foreign offices or whatever. Um, yeah. yeah. They don't take it as seriously. So kudos to yeah. you too. All right. So then from, yeah. a, from a, let's say, let's talk about snacks. Like what, what are the types of snacks? Because we, I feel like you have a lot of that on your when you're paid. So snacks, um, so you have snacks that are basically, so for instance, I would consider um, peanut a snack, roasted yes. peanut for, yes. for, for yeah. to be more considered not to be a snack, which is a very popular snack in Benin. But then I also have in mind things like achomo. Yes, yes. Which is made with, uh, at least the way I know it, to to be made because I'm sure there are many versions of it. It's it's kind of like the chin chin in Nigeria, but although it's not made the same way. So it's it's with um like I guess all purpose flour mm-hmm. and then condensed milk and sugar. I think those are the main ingredients. It's really sweet. Um, I love that. And then you have another milk based snack, which is it's is that even a snack? It's toffee. Uh, it's like a candy. I guess you could call it snack if you wanted to. Um, and then you have nougat, which nougat is almost similar to toffee, but not really because it does involve some, some peanut in it. It does have peanut in it. And um, what other snack comes to mind? We have so, so many. Yeah, snacks. I will, based on the ones you've mentioned, maybe what I'll do is I'll get pictures of them. So when the episode comes out, I'll share them so that people can see the examples yeah. of what you're mentioning. Because Achomo sounds, it sounds like something we have in Ghana uh, as well, as well as the sweet, the candy Achomo. also. Yeah. yeah. We call it Achomo yeah. too, actually. So. Oh, do you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. I never knew that. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's what I'm saying in that, even in, in, in the lo- the local terms, uh, when, when I come across them on your page, I'm like, oh, this sounds, you know, <laughs> sounds like the same thing. <laughs> sounds like the same thing. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, and then we have Kuli Kuli too, which is a snack. Kuli Kuli is like, it's also peanut based. It's like a... Um, I don't know how to describe it. It's 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 a it's a peanut based snack. It, it's like is a biscuit. It, oh, type. is it like a brittle? Like it's made with peanuts and sugar, and it it's it's ends up like had. It, it, it's hard. Yeah, it's well, it's not. No, that's nougat. That oh, I see. Nougat. I see. Okay. Uh, Kule is more so like in Benin, we love to eat it with, with uh, gari, like soaking. Oh gari. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then it comes in like different shapes depending on what part of the Benin you're from. So like if you're from northern Benin, it's 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 a certain shape. If you're from southern Benin, it's a certain shape. Oh, but, um, I need to look this up after the fact, and, and we'll share we'll share pictures so people can visualize as they. Yes, they yes. If you have plan, you can. Oh my God, you're telling me that I need to go make a whole series on on. TV. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, because I'm like, wait, that sounds yeah, and maybe and maybe when I see pictures or videos of it, I'll be like, oh, I know that. And it's it's no. like, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. That, uh, that yeah. I, w- I would not even be surprised um, <laughs> at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then let's like switch gears and talk about that <laughs> a little bit about the Netflix show. So yeah, I remember sitting back and I, I it was I was totally shocked when I saw that they were in Benin for the first episode because I like I I'd follow you know Dr. Harris and I like I knew that this mm-hmm. thing was coming out and I was like oh mm-hmm. and I, I guess I had seen pictures of them in the market but I didn't think like it was going to be the focus of like one full episode right yeah and so one I was excited to see it featured and like we just generally excited to see finally because I don't even know if there's any other show on Netflix someone can quote me that is focused on like I take that back I've seen I've seen other no but those were profiles on specific chefs so I don't think I've seen a show that's focused on the story of our food right and so this was exciting to see um and I was also happy that they went to Benin because I feel like usually also when people go to West Africa, they go to Oh Ghana. my goodness. I was like, <laughs> well, no offense. I mean, I love my Ghanaian. Yeah, I my, yeah. But I was like, wait a second, please. Yes. <laughs> finally, somebody. Yeah. So this on this one, I'm, I'm with you on this. I was excited that they went somewhere else because one, it was an education for me, but two, also happy that it was also a Francophone country because then I feel like, okay, we are pushing the envelope yeah. in terms of what we can do and not letting language be a barrier to what we can learn right from oh, from other preach, places yes, so preach, yes I was really excited about that but yeah. then my dis I mean the entire show like let me put this caveat again before I get messages so I, I know where you're headed and I feel the exact same way but go ahead I know exactly what you're so, going to say I so love the show, show. I love that it started in Benin, but I also love that it went through different aspects of different spaces, different areas in the U.S. through the connection between um, one between the African food and African-American food. And then also just telling the story of African-American food's contribution to the the American food landscape. All of it was great. Like absolutely love the show. If they would do it again in the same way, I wouldn't have too many problems with it yeah um for me (laughs) for me there's a couple of couple of things that came up for me one and it's not one was I think that there could have been more around the African piece right I feel like and hope and this they announced they're coming up with a second season. Although I did see some comments about Brazil, so they may be going to do a Brazil connection. I don't know. Um, but I feel like one again, this idea of global black and like the different nuances of identity, like who gets to tell whose stories, right? And I understand the viewpoint that this is coming from, but I wish that there was more context, right? From different places and I don't know if production you know they had only so much and they needed to show that this again it's one of those things right you don't know what's happening in the background they needed to show that this would be a success before they could do more um so I was like okay I guess (laughs) um 
And you know what? I will leave it there. <laughs> that was one of the things that I was sort of, I wish there was more of in terms of that context. Um, what was your take? So I think I agree with exactly everything that you said. Um, it was it was really awesome. The fact that Benin was out there. I mean, I like I felt like I was drooling in front of my <laughs> the whole time. And then highlight really for me was when she said that yam is not sweet potato. Oh my gosh, the same thing. I, I like, literally, somebody, literally, I was, like, <laughs> I was a preach, 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 preach. Oh my god, I was like, finally. <laughs> This whole thing of yam and sweet potatoes, like, let's stop it now. Let's end it today. If you didn't, if you're listening and you didn't watch the Netflix show and you don't want to, you don't have to go. We're telling you on this show, yams are not sweet potatoes. Yams are completely different from sweet potatoes. And I was like, praise the Lord Jesus. I know. <laughs> this like, is being so, said on so a big platform, and yeah, that was my big one. One of my big like, <laughs> like yes, waving the yeah. flag. Yeah. So that was a big like aha moment for me. I was like, oh my god, yes, somebody, somebody. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, that was that was super awesome, and um, the fact that they really showed Benin, mm-hmm. um. You know, they didn't just stop at just like going to restaurants, but they showed a little more outside of that. So I really, really enjoyed that. Although I feel like, and and this is not specifically just to show, although that's what we're talking about here. But I feel like sometimes the story isn't told completely. Like it's it's almost like you say part of the story, you don't say everything. And so... While some people know um, that there's more to it, other people just see it and literally they're stuck yeah. that. That's all they know. That's all they see. Yeah. And that's exactly what it is, right? Because I've had people messaging me and telling me about things like, oh, like, like voodoo, you mm, know, like. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, people, like Benin is not just like that. That is not like you can't just like the first thing that comes to mind when you say Benin is, is right. yeah. It is parts of it, yes, because you know we we do like parts of Benin really hung on to this traditional and like ancestral and you know like yeah. way back when ways of doing things. And and again, it's not. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna say that because I don't want to go too deep dive into it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was so much. There's so much that could be unpacked from it, right? Because for me, I was also. I feel like separately, if Netflix sees the value in this, like separately, there could be one, two, three, four different shows on African food alone. Like so many different. Yeah. Because when you think about all the food shows that are out there, like. And compared to the size of the continent, the variety, diversity of the food we have, in addition to the culture that's tied to it, I just think there's so much opportunity for storytelling here. And hopefully with the success of this show, like someone sees that as a potential 
avenue to do to do more and to tell that story because yeah I, I really hope so yeah I, mean, I really hope so um so yeah I mean all in all while I really loved you know the show and and, and the highlight you know especially in Benin I was hoping I I, I wasn't satisfied like I it yeah, wasn't I feel like yeah I came I, away with the same feeling. it wasn't enough yeah. I, I was hoping for like to get more like mm-hmm. nuanced like yeah. stories, dishes in 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 Benin, I guess because yeah. that's where it was filmed, but also like more details on the, the history of these dishes, you know, like with the whole them going to like the door of like no return and yeah. you know that area. Like it's, it's packed with so much history. Yeah. But I felt like we didn't really spend time talking about it and how like some of the food, you know, coming from um like Brazil and with the Portuguese mm-hmm. I, I, I felt like there was so much that I knew myself that I, I that was not yeah it was highlighted yeah and it's it, it's good but it's not the whole it, it's not enough it, yeah it, we need then, to come yeah. back into something yeah and I think that that for me was the takeaway because I actually when uh, I actually thought there was going to be a second part in Benny. <laughs> Me too. I went to like I was so excited for the second episode and I'm like, oh, I guess we're we're in the US now. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Oh and that God. was it. And I, I even thought, and I think a little part of me as I was going through it, I was like, oh, okay, maybe they'll round back back to Benin and tie, you know, tie the whole story together somehow. And it was like, okay, that's that's not what we're doing. Yeah. Um, and and I know a lot of people are gonna hate me for saying this, which is fine because I'm all for speaking, you know, my mind, but I didn't I felt like if you know, given the story and and, and how the whole show was designed the fact that they spend a lot of time, you know, in places and, and restaurants where people were like modernizing yeah. our food, I didn't really appreciate that part. I mean, it's it's good, but then I'm like, you see, like, it's, it's almost like they were like a bad, like you see a bad and you're like, what? Like, huh? Oh, you see like Amiwa, right? Which is mm-hmm. like, yeah. And it's like, like people eating with like a fork i i just wish that <laughs> more. Fork, yeah yeah I, I i mean it's done like i've eaten fufu or whatever with the fork before that's fine but i feel like to show the culture the stories and all of that yeah i would have loved a little more of the actual yeah you know, so i i think to, to like to balance all the story for them i think that they attempted to do that with that one meal they had with i think it was uh, who is that karen was karen the blogger that went with them to to um a small town in benin somewhere where they had this meal where they had like king something that looked like kinky to me actually and they had some some someone explaining an older guy who who was talking about how we're actually losing yeah. the traditional you know traditional yes yeah. yeah I think that was the attempt to be like okay we take this box <laughs> essentially yeah. um yeah. but yeah. yeah so I mean I think we are on the same page and not just you like there's a lot of people I've talked to offline because you know when this came out there's a lot of conversations I've had offline um about this that in that it's a great start to exposing people to 
our foods, but we need more depth. And to me, part of it is again, like who who gets to t- who gets to tell the nuanced part of those stories, you know, those black food stories. It's yeah, my, it's my personal take. Um, cool. We're running out of time, so I wanted to ch- very quickly, if one, let us know, like what's 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 next for you? Like, what are you thinking about in terms of building out the pl- platform? What do you want to do next? That's cool or interesting that or you think people should be aware of that's coming down the line and then let people know where they can find you online so what's your social media handle web you know blog website whatever yeah so i i i i have a lot in mind to be honest (laughs) okay Um, i have so much in mind that it's not even letting me focus on one thing. Mm-hmm. It's almost like I have my hand in, in my hands in so many different things. Um, and, and really when I, I was home recently and I thought to myself, you know, it's time to really take a step back and start to focus on some of the things that I really am looking to do and really say from beginning to end before moving on to the next thing, because picking and choosing, you know, it is not like, not, okay, not picking and choosing, but doing different things at the same yeah. time is not going to happen. So I do have quite a few things that I would like to do, although uh, I'm still really passionate about my work. So that is still mm-hmm. not, you know, like, I, it's still like, again, that is what allows me to pay my rent, to pay my food, yeah. to pay for, we are, we are that, for my know? travel, <laughs> you know, my travel home. So yeah. it's still number one. Like I would always do my like work work and first. And it really sounds like a cool job too. So <laughs> it is. It is awesome. And you know, people have asked me. So are you gonna like just not work anymore and just be a blogger full time? I'm like, honestly, I admire people who do that, but yeah. I am not built. I'm. I love relying on my like yeah. my weekly paycheck. So. Um, so yeah, so I guess for me, I really would like to be like an entrepreneur is like, it sounds really fancy to me, but um, I I have, you know what, your, I, I, I want to say, but I also don't want to say because I don't want to disappoint people because I may not be able to, <laughs> you know, or yeah. I may not have time to yeah. do that. So, 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 so what I will say is, um, you don't have to, to share if you, if you, yeah, no, I was getting there. Um, okay. I think I think for me, really, is to continue to show Benin food, mm. but that West African food in general, because we share so much across yeah. all countries, right? That is my mission, and that is what I'm hoping to do, whether that be um, on Instagram, which I love doing it on Instagram, mm. or other ways, like, that is what I'm doing. And I will not stop until it's really out there. So that is me in a nutshell okay. um, and, and where I'm going okay. in a nutshell. So, so yeah. <laughs> and then where, where people can find you online. So handles. Yeah. Um, online, I'm at the Black Gourmet. It's the Black Gourmet. It's a, it's a V instead of an A. And that was just for design reason. Mm. There's nothing you know, special day. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm also on my blog at theblackgourmet.com. And I'm not so present on the other social media mm, platforms. Okay. So yeah, Instagram, Instagram and 
and blog works yeah Yeah. cool and i will share the links so people will be able to get to it um great yeah so we'll wrap up with a quick rapid fire questions um yeah we'll wrap up with a quick rapid fire question so the first one is uh coffee or tea tea all day (laughs) (laughs) okay um dine in or take out well, I should say in pre in a pre-COVID world. <laughs> yeah. In a pre honestly, I would say take out. Mm. Okay. Um, and then sweet or salty? Oh, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> After talking about all this uh sweet snacks, yeah. Um and then because we, we talked about a Netflix show, what's your favorite? What's what are you watching on Netflix now that's interesting? It doesn't have to be related to food. Um, what am I watching? Um, I was well, so I watched The King of Boys like recently, which was oh. it, it was it was okay. I really liked the movie. Um, I'm watching the series now, right? Part two with like the, the yeah, sorry, part two the, just came out, right? Like yesterday, yeah, if you like, yeah, it just came back on the 27th, so two days ago. Mm. Um, and I don't like it as much, <laughs> okay? I think it's it's like it's it's dragging too much. Mm. I feel like they would have just done a second movie and that would have been that, it would have been good. Uh, but yeah, that's what I'm watching currently, although. Mm. Uh, I have a lot of shows that I watch. Like I'm always watching a show. Yeah, cool. All right. Well, that was my last question for you. Um, thank you so yeah. much for joining me. I really enjoy talking to you, getting into oh, Beninese food. Thank now you. I'm really going to Google some of these snacks that you shared. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then I, it's, it's always, again, I think I said it early on, but it's always so interesting to me when I talk to people who came here from, home around the same age you know 18 19 how how yeah. similar a lot of our experiences are especially around yeah. food um yeah 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 Good stuff. I mean it was so much fun talking to you like I've I've been following you for a while now uh and I think actually um essence 13 is you too right yeah mm-hmm. following <laughs> that page for a really really long time oh, even yay. before I got pregnant so, uh so yeah like I'm, I'm definitely I'm a fan of you and so when you reached out to me I was like oh my god she reached uh-huh. out to me. so thank you for thinking about me and for helping yeah, no, me I, I love I love the work that you do and I'm always wanting to, sh- to showcase people who are putting in the work for sure so I I appreciate that and the time and it was, it was so much fun thank you thank you Thank you for listening to Item 13, an African food podcast. If you like the show, please subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcast app. To keep up to date, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Item 13 Podcast. Item 13 is powered by Simplecast. Thank you for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us at facebook.com slash 
Heritage Radio Network. Heritage Radio Network is a non-profit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join the HRN family by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.